Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Primate Cast. The release date for this podcast, which is number 44 in our series, is Friday, June the 10th, 2016. And today in the studio, I'm joined by Sophie Bernstein. Welcome back. Hey, good to be back. So why don't you tell everybody what we're going to be doing on this series? Right. So for this episode, uh, I'm really excited about it. I was able to invite my previous supervisors from Central Washington University to Japan for the PWS conference that we had in March, and I had a chance to catch up with them. It had been a couple years. We met up in the field in China. We do some work at the Valley of the Wild Monkeys in Mount Wangshan. Mm -hmm. And just to give you a little uh, background on this site, it's located next to a UNESCO World, World Heritage Area. It's a beautiful site. Uh, the Yellow Mountains. They say that you have to see the Yellow Mountains before you die in China. It's kind of part of <laughs> being uh, from growing up there. And so I'm, I'm really lucky that I get to work in a site like this. It's beautiful. Uh, it's open to tourists. We, there are several groups of Tibetan macaques there. Mm -hmm. And it's located right next to a village that's been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. And we work very closely with the villagers to um, take care of the site together. And as came out in the interview, um, it's not the first experiences that Kyoto University right. affiliated researchers had uh, had been there. Mm -hmm. So long before uh, my previous supervisors even went to the site, there were mm -hmm. several professors uh, from Kyoto University that went there. And there was actually a PhD student who did his doctorate work in the Valley of the Wild Monkeys and wrote a book called The Wily Monkeys. And mm -hmm. that kind of introduced me to the site. So it's interesting that through, all, through it all, it just kind of led me back here to where he studied and he worked on his PhD there. And I'm working on my PhD there too as a Kyoto University student. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. And it's really cool that you were able to actually invite them through the PWS um, mm -hmm. platform to come to this symposium, which would happen to be your, your last. It is. Yeah. It, it's right towards the end. Um, I was able to present to them all of the work that I've been doing during my doctorate to, to show them uh, this it's actually been a project we've been working on for, for many years now. It's been in development to create a vocal repertoire for this species. We've thought about it, dreamed about it for a while, and now from coming here, I've been able to actually put this project into realization. So it's it's really nice that they could be here to see it. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was fun listening to you guys talk in the podcast that's coming up because you obviously have some familiarity and yeah. you obviously talked very highly and I guess it re reflects your thoughts on the Central Washington program. Yeah, I, I had an amazing experience there, and I was so happy that I could continue to work with them, and um, I hope to in the future. So once again, in this podcast, Dr. Steve Widener, Dr. Laurie Sheeran, Central Washington University. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Thank Sophie. Thank you. Thank you. What a wonderful opportunity and what a wonderful conference we were just at, so we're glad to be here with you. Um, so my name is Lori Sheeran, and so I've been um, studying primates in China since 1990 for my PhD dissertation. I studied gibbons in western China, and after that I worked for a while at, in the Cal State University system, and for the last 10 years I've been working at Central Washington University where I'm the director of the Primate Behavior and Ecology Program. And uh, I'm Steve Wagner. I'm a professor in the biology department at uh, Central Washington University. And uh, originally, I had no intention of studying primates. <laughs> uh, my background is uh, in genetics, primarily amphibians, with an interest in uh, threatened and endangered species. In about 2003, I had some conversations with Lori and some others that, that we envisioned uh, having a field school where students could go internationally and uh, really study sort of anything. Mm -hmm. uh, and from that, we really started the, the field school in China, 
and I just became fascinated with watching monkeys. Yeah, it's funny how sometimes you don't plan on working with primates and it just kind of leads you there. It's a happy accident. It's an addiction. Yes. It is, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I just I just want to mention that this program that Lori and Steve are a, part, are a part of is so unique in the United States. It's the only master's program that is specifically in primate behavior and ecology. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. And that's what led me to going to Central. And I'm just so happy that I was able to bring them here to Japan mm-hmm. and have a mini reunion. <laughs> yes. And actually at Central, we have an undergraduate degree program in primate behavior and ecology and oh, a master's great. program in right. primate behavior. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah Fantastic. the undergraduate degree is the only one of its kind in the world, I think, and yeah. it, it attracts students from across the U.S., and then the master's program is is gaining yeah. in popularity, and um, we've had our first international students the past couple of years, so we'd really like to have more oh, of that's that great. mix going on. So, Yeah, so we have about 50 students total, about 25 in the undergrad program, about 25 in the grad program. And we're trying to um, make sure students have opportunities to work with captive primates and with wild ones. So we have connections with a number of field sites, as well as with a few zoos and sanctuaries, so that they can get a full spectrum of experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's so great. So, um, do you guys mind just telling me a little bit about the different topics that you've been able to cover while you've been in China with all your students? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, for primates, uh, more recently, some things that I've been interested in with primates is uh, juvenile play behavior. Uh, For a long time, we studied adults and kind of just ignored juveniles. And one day I was watching the juveniles and thinking like, I think that we can identify these juveniles individually. And they're doing uh, really interesting behaviors. Uh, They do as many complex behaviors as adults. Plus, they spend a lot of time playing. So their development uh, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had students study uh, tourist, juvenile interactions, uh, juvenile sexual uh, mm-hmm. behaviors uh, for Tibet macaques. Mm-hmm. Yes, and as I mentioned, I've been working in China since 1990. And I started out with gibbons in western China. I fell in love with the country and the animals there. The primates are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really more interested in social interactions, and gibbons just don't exhibit many of those behaviors, or they're kind of difficult to see. So I was excited to switch to Tibet macaques, and they are all about social interactions. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, this, my students have also been studying tourist and monkey interactions because we work at a tourist site. Um, but I would like to look over the longer term. I'm, I'm interested in maternal investment and how that changes across the female's life course. Mm-hmm. And we have some animals that become pretty old in our population because they're protected. So I have data from females for the past 10 years, mm-hmm. and I can kind of see how they're changing their investment over time. Um, so we're, we plan to continue working with the Tibetan macaques in um, some of our future initiatives we'll be looking at how to mitigate the effect that visitors are having on the monkeys. So we're looking at Mm -hmm. things like using apps and interactive activities, um, maybe having one a different person every day volunteer to be the scientist for the day and to interface Mm -hmm. with the public and see if we can kind of support the local people and help them with their livelihoods, Mm -hmm. but still protect the monkeys, so. 
kind of walking that line between <laughs> the yeah. local people's needs and what the monkeys need. I yeah, I mean, that's, so. yeah, it's so great that you cover so many topics from social behavior, but also some conservation initiatives, which is so vital to keeping this part going. Yeah. Yeah, I feel as a mm. scientist, it's my duty in a way, right, to kind of give back to my study subjects if I can. It's so nice that you have students that can do that, but also look at the longitudinal data and right. cover a wide array of, of topics and fields. And that's what's right. good about the degree for primate behavior is it's, it's uh, a degree that's more of an interdisciplinary degree. So mm-hmm. like Dr. Sheeran's in the anthropology department, I'm in the biology department, and kind of cons- spans those two realms mm-hmm. from doing some cultural anthropology mm-hmm. type things with respect to conservation to more scientific like this summer we had a student that's looked at the diet of yeah Mm -hmm. that's fantastic yeah and it's great to have that combined expertise because I can I can do something that focuses on the behavior and then Steve can bring in the genetics component which I couldn't do Mm -hmm. so together we get a fuller picture of what's going on yeah so that's, that's really what makes the work that you do at this site so special is that you can look at it from many different fields. This multidisciplinary approach is so nice to have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, something that I've always wondered about is how did you end up going to this exact site to visit the Tibetan Pass? <laughs> originally, we weren't going to go to this site. No. Um, originally, I think we bought tickets to go to Nepal. Really? And there was an uprising. There was the, oh. an insurgency. Right. And then I think we were going to go to Panama. Something happened. <laughs> yeah, this uh, was there. before I came. Yeah, yeah. you guys had wow. tried several different several different oh. options. And then uh, Dr. Lee, Jinwa Lee, uh, who's stu- who's uh, done studies at this site for over thirty five mm-hmm. years, he was a visiting scientist in the biology department. And we just had a meeting one day, and he was like, "Oh, I have this area with." macaques and salamanders <laughs> and frogs and you can come wow. when do you want to come and we're like oh, we will come this summer yeah. yeah i think that was in that was in 2003 yeah 2004 was when we went yeah oh 2004 is when mm-hmm. we went yeah, yeah <laughs> here it is a unesco world heritage site for, mm-hmm. for biodiversity so it's just extremely rich with biodiversity yeah it's this perfect place for a field school mm-hmm. and yeah, can you yeah. take us take us and the listeners back to your first impressions of the site when you arrived? It must have been amazing. I know, like yeah. for me, like when I first arrived, I was just yeah. it was breathtaking. It's gorgeous, and just it to so see beautiful. them like yeah. that is just yeah. So if you please share with us your first impressions of well, I re- I remember when I studied gibbons in China, it took two and a half weeks before I even had a sighting of mm. a fleeing gibbon. <laughs> so at the Valley of the Wild Monkeys, we, we walk up the stairs and there's monkeys everywhere. Yeah. And I, yeah, my knees almost buckled because I was like, oh my gosh, they're right here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be able to just spend the whole day surrounded by monkeys, which yeah. is my ideal day. <laughs> so, and this, the landscape is just stunning. Mm-hmm. I remember the stairs being really rickety at that time. Really? Really yeah. rickety wooden stairs. Yeah. And we didn't have much experience with the monkeys. I remember a male like charging us. Yeah. yeah. And me slipping <laughs> a little bit off the stairs. Yeah. Which now really wouldn't happen because we know... Yeah, yeah know of course. How to act about, and yeah. not antagonize them. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I really, it was a really beautiful 
a really beautiful spot in in a way the before it was just a path to the village now there's a little oh. road to the village but it was just a path so mm-hmm. in a way it was a little bit smaller and kind of quainter yeah that's so hard to imagine with the way that it is now yeah over the 10 years it's it's amazing how tourism has developed in that area yeah. and that the tourism has just crept up the mountain and mm. I'm a little I am very worried actually about the future of the village and mm-hmm. they're really affecting the stream yeah. there and there's just more and more people mm-hmm. and people are wanting to buy those beautiful condominiums that are up in the mountains right. so they're building further and further up so there's definitely a lot more encroachment now on the habitat yeah. in the Valley of the Wild Monkeys. Yeah, and that's what our site is at. It's called that, the Valley of the Wild Monkeys, but it's part of the uh, Wanchon Scenic District, mm-hmm. this larger park. And really the size of the park, to try to think about it, would be like going to Yosemite mm-hmm. in yeah. the U.S. So it's on that scale mm-hmm. of the size of the park, but we kind of work in a smaller little, little valley. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so, and I guess I should mention it in addition to, we have these experiences for students and captive, working with captive primates mm-hmm. and in the field, but we have an amazing curriculum in our program um, that I don't think you see anywhere else. So mm-hmm. at the undergraduate level, we have six courses that are specifically devoted to primates. Mm-hmm. And then we have that interdisciplinary perspective. So students take courses in biology, psychology, and anthropology. So they're well grounded in evolutionary theory and yeah. um, ethnographic methods and things like that. Um, and that kind of that perspective continues at the graduate level. Mm-hmm. So I remember as a an aspiring primatologist thinking I, t- I have one class in primates and yeah. <laughs> that's about it, right. you know. So to have all this smorgasbord mm-hmm. of courses is really wonderful. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, that's really what attracted me to Central. It was just. Of course, I want to do a program where it's all primates all the time, mm-hmm. and just uh, the course load was just incredible. You just yeah. you can't find that yeah. anywhere else. It's so nice, it really is. And like you said, it primatology needs to be multidisciplinary. So mm-hmm. it's nice that students are um, they have the chance to go into biology, psychology, anthropology, and get a flavor for each of them mm-hmm. as an undergrad, and then eventually decide what feels right for them and what they more interested in it's so nice right and we have we have this rich legacy from um, dr roger fouts was one of the founders Mm -hmm. of the undergraduate program and so we've always had this tradition of non-invasive observational research and i think that's a nice niche for us compared to places that have access to Mm -hmm. primate research facilities Um, we do a different kind of work and the students appreciate that, and mm-hmm. we've kind of continued on with that tradition. So, yeah, I, I that's so incredible. Just that every like the philosophy behind it, and the ethics, and doing completely non-invasive research is just it's also yeah. one of a kind. <laughs> yeah. It's challenging, sure. but and yeah. and it was interesting to hear the presentations uh, during the time we've been here in Japan talking about how you need to do. Mm-hmm. observations in captive settings where you have a little bit more ability to design and experiment mm-hmm. and then natural experiments in the field and uh, you know, combining that information is really important so mm-hmm. definitely yeah and really having uh experiments where 
if they're in the captive situation where the primates have a choice about whether to do it or not do it. Right. Yeah. It's not being coerced to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So what kinds of opportunities do students at Central have to go and study primates? Are there some areas that are close by that they can go and see them that aren't too far away, they don't have to travel outside of the country? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we have we're we benefit from this um, close relationship with Chimpanzee Sanctuary Northwest, mm-hmm. which is about twenty minutes from campus. And right now they have seven chimpanzees who were in biomedical research and are now living in sanctuary. And the staff there are wonderful. So our students do internships and learn about captive care. The director of the facility teaches a class for us. And we're starting to be able to do some research, um, although it's on a case-by-case basis and it has Mm -hmm. to benefit the chimps. But we're starting to be able to do projects there. And they're planning to expand with more chimpanzees wow. in the next year, and um, perhaps include some monkeys in the future. So, really? So I think that's going to be the perfect connection for us. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, and we're working on a one-year captive care certificate, and the staff at CSNW are critical to the mm. teaching those skills and conducting the internships there. So. Yeah. You know, we, we used to have chimpanzees who lived on our campus, the mm-hmm. most famous chimpanzee, Washoe, and um, those chimpanzees were retired to sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, the students really suffered from, mm-hmm. you know, they, they either had to drive two hours to Seattle or right. make some other arrangements. It was really hard to get to, to a place that had primates, but mm-hmm. CSNW has stepped up and really filled in that gap for us so oh that's great so almost every student if not every student had spent some time there oh so they they can do some volunteer work as well right oh that's great and then the certificate program will be of interest to students that don't don't want to commit to getting a a two-year master's degree right uh maybe they have a degree or don't have a degree because it'll be uh it'll be a non-matriculated student in order to get the you could certificate right Mm mm-hmm yeah, so people who really want to go more into primate care or primate welfare might want to choose that track. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they can have hands-on training right there at CSNW. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Right, yeah, and, and we still have that connection to the, the chimpanzees who lived on our campus for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, Lulis and Tatu are still alive, and they live at a sanctuary in Montreal, Fauna Foundation. And Dr. Mary Lee Jensvold left Central and went with the chimpanzees, of course. That's where her heart was going, so that's where her body went to. Um, and they're doing really well in their new environment. So it's she's doing some research now that's looking at whether and how they're using their language abilities mm-hmm. with the chimpanzees they live with now, who none nice. of whom have that. So the research is continuing, and um, those chimpanzees are living a very good life, I think, mm. now. So Central still has a connection with Dr. Jensvold. She's still an adjunct professor with us. Oh, okay. And she usually accepts one or two graduate students mm. a year to continue her work. Nice. So, yeah. Right, because the Dr. Fouts and Washoe really put the primate behavior program on the map there. It was so famous. Yeah. Central got a lot of recognition for that. It's nice that if students come across Central because of reading, you know, his book or learning about Washoe, they can mm-hmm. still carry on that legacy and 
Mm-hmm. Look at those chimps and where they are now. That's right. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And so many people want to know, what happened to the chimps? Yeah. Where are they? And, but I think in the future, what we really want to do is to um, expand the species of primates mm-hmm. that we cover. So we used to be very strongly chimpanzee-focused, of course, because mm-hmm. we had such famous personages yeah. on our campus. <laughs> But now we want to make sure that students know about all primates mm-hmm. and have opportunities to work with any of them. Yeah. So that's where we're headed next, I think. Yeah, and we have opportunities for students if they wanted to work in Ecuador. Right. Um, there's a sanctuary in Ecuador in Yanacocha, which you mm-hmm. actually spent some time at. Yeah. The monkeys. Incredible. But there's other species diversity. where they uh, are working on. Uh, either enrichment for animals or uh, some of them are to be rehabilitated and released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just the the incredible number of species they have at Yanacocha. There's woolies, pygmy marmosets, spider monkeys, just to name a few. Howler squirrel monkeys. Yeah, squirrel monkeys. Yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah. So for if we can go back to China for a second, um, I just want to briefly mention that I was able to go back there for my doctorate and I wanted to continue the work with the Tibetan macaques because of my incredible experience that Central gave to me when I was a master's student. So I started looking at the vocalizations of this species and I'm interested in looking at it from a multidisciplinary approach and collaborating with Lori and Steve some more. And, but also we have a great connection with Anhui University mm-hmm. and of the longitudinal types of studies that we can do are thanks to the combined efforts between the university. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, what topics are next? Mm-hmm. Currently with Binghua's son, uh, he's, a, he's a PhD student at Anhui University. We've been doing some microbiome studies. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, most of the... There are more bacterial cells that make up your body than actual human cells. <laughs> And that diversity we don't understand uh, mm-hmm. very well. We do know some things with humans that if you if you live cohabitate with other humans and pets, you begin to share some of your microbiome. But for uh, primates in the wild, we don't really understand this very much. And also primates that come in contact with humans, what is the potential for a transference of of bacteria? Uh, either among individual Tibetan macaques or macaques and humans. And we're just beginning to try to understand uh, how their microbiome uh, varies among individuals, how it varies seasonally. And then I really think the next step is trying to understand, uh, uh, ease their transference of the microbiome to humans. Right, because there's so much contact between the macaques and the tourists and the guards yeah. themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the primatologists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's another place where we can collaborate really well because I can provide some of the behavioral data mm-hmm. that's looking at the points of contact between right. the people and the monkeys or among the monkeys. Like, is there a matriline that shares more of a microbiome in common because they groom each other all the time and are in proximity all the time? Right. So. That's a, it's a good collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been so amazing to be here in Japan. I was reflecting on this last night that um, Kyoto University w- was there at the start mm-hmm. of the Valley of the Wild Monkeys. So doctors Wada and Ogawa um, worked with Anhui University to mm-hmm. set up that site. And then 
we came in and you know I had always known of Japan as the center of primatology, mm -hmm. a place where it emerged as a discipline. So it's an honor to be here and then just <laughs> to have that connection to my own research site too. Mm -hmm. And now you're there again, and, and Mike Huffman, and yeah. so to have Kyoto involved directly again at the site would be wonderful. And I know our colleagues at Anwi would really yeah. love to strengthen that connection. So, yeah, it's really come full circle in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I I know when I was I mean like you I was so interested in Japanese primatology as like a hub mm -hmm. of where it really developed and. Um, when I first found out about China and the opportunity at Central, I was like, yes, of course I want to go to China and study Tibetan macaques. And then reading more about it and reading Ogawa's book, The Wily Monkeys, it's just amazing. And I, not in my wildest dreams that I think I was going to end up here and going yes. back and then kind of reestablishing that connection between Kyoto University and, and the Valley of the Wild Monkeys and yeah. Anhui University. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been an incredible ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. And that there's such a rich store of knowledge about macaques mm -hmm. here in Japan that, you know, we could really benefit from that in China. Yeah. So. Yeah, that comparison, especially because uh, Japanese macaques are so diverse in their behaviors, even amongst yeah. the groups. Mm -hmm. um, I think when I visited Arashiyama, right. I even saw juveniles engaging in some mounting behaviors mm -hmm. uh, that were pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. It kind of made you think about yeah, what you see with the Tibetan like, macaques, uh, right? Yeah, nobody really studies that. For <laughs> yeah, juvenile. no. Yeah. Macaques. There's so much that needs to be done, and a comparative study would be incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, we just finished wrapping up uh, the PWS conference, and I wanted to hear from the two of you what your impressions are from the different talks that you've seen. Since being here, I've, I've reflected on your program as the director of another program. Mm -hmm. This program is amazing. The opportunities you have here are just unparalleled in my experience in the United States. So mm -hmm. I'm so excited to see the quality of research that students are doing here and that close interaction that you have with your professor advisors. Yeah. And then almost every student I met had done some captive work, some field work in these amazing places where they have longitudinal records. Yeah. The the chimpanzees at Basso and mm -hmm. so I think this is an amazing program. I really hope that it can continue on into the future because it's it's producing the cutting edge primatologists mm -hmm. as Japan always has, <laughs> just continuing. But you have now you have this international mix that's really important to the vitality of the program. So oh yeah, that's just a wonderful place. I was really impressed with the diversity of different topics that people are studying, and then the opportunity is really to do that comparative study that you can. If you're here at Kyoto, you can do comparative studies of chimpanzees, of bonobos, yeah. of gorillas, <laughs> yeah. uh, orangutan. Mm -hmm. um, you can cover all the great apes if you want to. Cover the great apes, right? You can study you know, vocalizations <laughs> yeah. or parasite load. It's really, yeah. it's really quite an amazing place. If I had to go back and do it again, I wish <laughs> I could come here, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, Central definitely prepared me for coming here and it, I, it wouldn't have been possible without all of the training and the opportunities that I had when I went to Central and did my master's so I want to thank you both so much oh, for all but you also have really good lunches here oh, so not yeah. only oh, my God. can you study <laughs> primates but every day <laughs> yes. at PRI you've got the best Japanese lunch mm -hmm. 
I'm glad yeah. you like it. <laughs> That's definitely true. We cannot provide that. So. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, thank you both so much for everything. And it was my pleasure to invite you to Japan so you could we could have a reunion and talk about China and you could yeah. talk about your your research that you've been doing at the Valley of the Wild Monkeys at the recent PWS Symposium. So mm-hmm. thank you again so much for coming. Thank you. All right, thank you. You have been listening to The Primate Cast, a podcast series dedicated to the study and conservation of primates around the world. Brought to you by the Centre for International Collaboration and Advanced Studies in Primatology of the Primate Research Institute of Kyoto University. Visit us online at www.cicasp.pri.kyoto-u.ac.jp forward slash news forward slash podcasts and follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the primatecast and on Twitter at the primatecast.